This call is being recorded. Good morning. Welcome to Display of Victory. Who's that? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. How are you feeling? I'm feeling fine, thank you. Thanks. How about you? I'm feeling great. I can't complain. Me either. (laughs) Four o'clock this morning. Oh, Um, gosh, you beat me up. I was up at 530. (laughs) And I have to change that. I was actually up at 3. God woke me up at 3. And I got up at 3 and started praying. Oh, amen. uh, Yeah, so, and then I'm moving today. So I got up early because I'm so anxious and so excited. Okay, well, you have a wonderful day and an awesome and wonderful and blessed Easter. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you Welcome so to much. Declare Victory. Has anybody else called that would like to say good morning? So I guess it's just the two of us, just the two of us and God on the line. Early That's this morning. Right. <laughs> That's right. I love it. I love it. Yes, me too. I've been on the line. I've been on this line since it started. Yeah, me too. I think I was five months shy, six months, but yeah. Been here from the beginning. Yeah, gosh, it's been like seven years now or something like that. Mm Mm-hmm. God is good. Yes, he is. Got me through a lot of heartache and depression. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a way maker, a miracle worker, and a promise keeper. And as long as you walk with him, he's going to keep his promise because God never left us nor forsake us. That's in his word. He is, is not right. like man. That so, is right. That is right. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else call in that would like to say good morning? <clears throat> it's just six o'clock, so it's still early. We early birds. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, God, for another day of your grace and your mercy over our life that keeps us. Thank you for being a we make a miracle worker and a promise keeper. We thank you for your presence here on this morning. We are so grateful and humble to be amongst the land of the living. One more day to get this thing called life right. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's that? Who's that? And who's that? Good morning, Sammy. Happy Saturday. This is Bubbly. Good morning, Bubbly. <laughs> Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's a wonderful day. Thank you, God. It's going to be warm today. We're grateful for another day of life that we woke up this morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's that? Well, thank you so much for calling in on this morning. You will be blessed. Thank you, God, for another day. Thank you, Lord. Thank you so much for your amazing grace over us that keeps us. 
Good morning. Welcome to the Hoya Victory. This is your greeter this morning. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning at this time? Excuse me. Thank you, God, for your grace, O Lord Jesus, would come to you now according to your word written in John 15 and 7 and 8. And, Father, we thank you for your word. We know that your word is true. Thank you for your grace and your mercy that abides in you and your words, O God. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, to give our desires according to John 15 and 7 and 8. So your heavenly Father will be glorified and according to John 16, 23, because your word says that whatever we ask in your name, it will be given unto us. Thank you, God, for your grace, your grace, your grace on this morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that called in at this time that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Victory family. This is Rochelle. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Saturday. Yes, happy Saturday. Mercy and grace be unto the Lord. Amen, amen. Rise and shine and give God the glory, glory on this morning. (laughs) Oh, yeah of the amazing things that he has done constantly just covering us and keeping us. Good morning and welcome to the Claire Victory. Thank you, God, for your grace and mercy. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anybody else that would like to take the time to say good morning? We'd love to hear your sound. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hey, family, happy Saturday. Hi, everybody, this is Mona. Good morning, Mona. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. Everybody's still waking up. A beautiful morning. It's beautiful outside early this morning. Nice and serene and peaceful. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone on the line this morning? Good morning, Elsie. Good morning. Who's this? This is Tracy. How are you? Hi, Sister Tracy. I am doing blessed and wonderful today. And you? And I'm wonderful as well. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking as well. God bless you. You too. Thank you. Anybody else on the line that'd like to say good morning this morning? Well, everybody, it is 6.05. Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line 
please double check, triple check, take time to look at your phone right now to make sure that you are on mute so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in April for the monthly theme entitled Expectation. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. You will definitely be blessed. There is one announcement today. Um, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel, both literally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. I'm going to repeat that. Uh, you can donate uh, your gifts or your love offerings to www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash out dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. Um, there is no prayer request uh, submitted on the app, and my request is that um, we just continue to cover each other and Brother Andrew on the line um, and just the first responders and the people uh, in the healthcare field and the people that are just out there just doing community services, just people at this time. Um, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought by Lisa. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Bubbly. The declaration we brought will be brought by uh, Lisa. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. This scripture today is Matthew 20 and 10, to ask him, are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? May the Lord add his blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word as I pass the call. And before I pass the call, I'm just going to ask everybody to please, please double-check, triple-check for the continuity of the call that your phone is on mute. Thank you for allowing me to host this and greet us. I love you, and have a great day. May we look unto the Lord. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord God, for waking us up, Lord God, and starting us on this Saturday, Lord God. We know what this weekend um, represents, Lord God, but first and foremost, let's just worship and praise your name, Lord God, for all that you have done, which we have to just think about. 
how they whipped and beat you all night and all day long, Lord God, and crucified them. And you hung on the cross for us, Lord God, for our sins, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for that. Now on this day, we know that you were still, they had you in the tomb and you were still there just being God. And, and doing what your father gave you to do, God. And then we know on that third day, hallelujah, you got up, God. You got up with all power in your hands, Lord God. Lord God, we just thank you so much that you loved us that much, that you gave your life. You gave your life up for us, Lord God, and we are so grateful, Lord God. Let's worship you this morning and praise your name and bless your name, Lord God, because you're so worthy, God. You're so worthy, God. There is none like you, oh God, how we bless you and we thank you, Lord God. Lord God, I'm praying, oh God, for those who don't know you, Lord God, that we need to go out and tell somebody about you, Lord God, that they can be saved and that they would be able to be in the kingdom with those who love you and those who have said yes to your to your request, Lord God. Thank you, God. Thank you, oh God. Ask, oh God, that you touch those who are having mental issues, Lord God, through this time, Lord God. Help us, oh God, to remember you are right there in and through all of this, Lord God, right now, Father. But we just praise you and we thank you, Lord God. Praying right now for those who are going through bereavement right now, Father. Touch all of those who are just missing loved ones right now, Father God. We know that you are a heart fixer and a mind regulator, Lord God. We just honor you with our lips this morning, Lord God, because you're just so good to us. You're just so good to us, God, and we cannot thank you enough, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you right now for those who are the EMTs and the um, the nurses and doctors and all of the uh, medical staff that have been given up of their time and then and of their lives because God that that uh, virus knows no name no boundaries but we know you are you are boundless Lord God you can do anything but fail Lord God we know your hand you have this world in the palm of your hands, oh God. And we just bless you, oh God. We thank you for the story, God, of all that went on on Good Friday and on Saturday and on Sunday. And that you got up. I'm so grateful that, for that part. I'm grateful for it all, but I'm so grateful for you got up. And that's not the end of it. You not only got up, you got up with power in your hands, Lord God. And then we know, we as believers, we know not only did you get up, <laughs> Hallelujah. But you're coming back. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you that you're coming back. He says you're coming back for those who love you, for those who put all of their love and trust in you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word, Jesus, which is a lamp unto our feet and a light that directs our path. God, I just love you so much. And I thank you for loving me, Jesus. Thank you for loving me, Jesus. Thank you for making that enemy behave, Lord God, when he tries to try to get in the mind with your people, Lord God. Oh, but I know, I know without a shadow of a doubt, Lord God, that you're real. You're real. You're real. You're so real, Father God. We just thank you and love you, Father. I'm asking, oh God, for those who have prayer requests, known and unknown, Lord God. We know there's a lot of people going through so many things because of this quarantine, Lord God. But you know what? There's, a, there's always a purpose for the things you allow, Father. 
So this, this is the time, oh God, that we have to just get closer to you, closer to our families, Lord God. Open up our, our hearts and at oh my God, and show love and compassion and kindness to those who don't know you, Lord God. And to remind them and let them know this is just temporary. This this situation is just temporary, and it's going to be, a, and at the end of it all, Lord God, you, we will understand by and by, God. I thank you, Lord God, asking, oh God, that you cover, I declare at least this morning, Lord God, give her words that will give us relief and peace, Lord God, and that he will remind us of the story, Lord God, and that you should be getting all the glory, Lord God. Oh God, I just bless you your name this morning. It's not like you, Lord God. It's not like you, Lord God. We just thank you and we bless you, Lord God. And as we get ready to take our phones on mute and to give your name all the glory, all the praise, it all belongs to you, Lord God. <laughs> hallelujah. 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 How we bless and thank you, Lord God. Because there's no one like you, Lord God. I love you. I love you. And as we take our phones off the mute and declare victory in your name, Lord God, we declare your name. Thank you, Lord. Lord of Lords, King of Kings, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for being a binder God. Broken Thank I'm <laughs> 
wonderful day this Saturday this Saturday God you gave us another song just give your name give your name glory give your name we just thank you Lord God we bless you we lift up your name Lord God we say glory glory hallelujah 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 how we bless you Lord God and as we go back and place our phones on mute Lord God and be prepared for the lesson that Sister Lisa has for us this morning we will remember to give your name all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor, Lord God. I love you. I love you. Thank you for loving me first and showing me what real love looks like, God. I thank you. I thank you. As I pass the call to Sister Lisa, blessings, everyone. I want to build up the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, I love you. the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul does make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. He goes on to say, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. For the Lord our God is good. The Lord our God is great. The Lord our God is worthy to be praised no matter what it looks like no matter how we feel no matter what's going on in the world our God is great and greatly to be praised I hear praise in our voices and our collective praise and our prayer and even in the midst of what's going on I hear hope I hear an expectation that we believe God that we absolutely trust him to be God because he is the Lord of our lives and guess what he's responsible for caring for us Father, thank you. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I am excited to tell you the truth, (laughs) to share with you 
my God has given me um, that I believe, and I pray that it blesses you. So I want to remind everybody before we get started, go ahead, put your phones on mute um, so that the call can be um uninterrupted and that we can flow um, and allow the Holy Spirit to do what he desires to do in each and every one of our lives. I pray that the word meets you right where you are. Since we're on different levels, we're all headed in the same direction. So we thank God that he is omniscient. He already knows what we stand in need of. So I pray that he uses me. To speak a word that will give you hope to encourage you. I want to thank Tracy for greeting and hosting us. Um, thank you, sis, and thank you, Bubbly, for um, your heart and for praying for us and um, the sensitivity of your heart. I thank God that he's doing a new thing in us, right? Even in the midst of being on quarantine, he's doing a new thing, and we should expect it, and we should wait with anticipation. So I'm going to go ahead and get into my lesson because that's a little bit about it. I want to share with you while I was thinking about the scripture. Um, God didn't give me a whole lot of preparation like he normally does for declarations. It was just something that he was like, um, this is what we're going to talk about. And as I was thinking about it, and last night, yesterday being Good Friday, I was hearing a lot of the seven last statements. And initially I thought, of course, you know, when I talked to um, um, Natasha, um, that, okay, and then Moni, um, that I was going to do, you know, something about the seven last statements. And then um, I was like, hmm. I don't know. I don't feel like that's going to be it. And then Pastor Van Hook came on yesterday just to confirm that I didn't need to do that because he covered it so well, all of the seven last statements um, of Christ while he was on the cross. And um, he did an excellent job. That had me just, um, if you missed the call, go back and listen to the playback. That was really good. And the conversations and the um, the testimonies of, of you um, on yesterday, go back and listen to the playback. That really blessed my soul. And I've been at work this whole time, so I couldn't like just really get in. But it was an awesome um, share and an um, awesome just a collective um, people coming together, us coming together as a family. So I want to share this with you. Um, again, after listening to the seven last statements, this is what God kind of gave me just um, off the, the top. And so I know it was him because I wasn't thinking about it. And I pray that you can follow me in this thought, and then I'll get to the text that he that I believe I'm supposed to share with you. But but listen to this. Let me go ahead and pray first. Father, I thank you and bless you for this time. We thank you for your people. We thank you, God, that you have given us a word for this morning. We thank you for this day that you have woke, um, caused us to rise up, God, this morning um, in spite of. And we declare your glory in the earth still because you are glorious, God, and you are great. So we bless your name, and we ask you, Father, that you would teach us, Holy Spirit, that you would um, say something to our hearts this morning, open up our eyes of understanding that we can see and unstop our ears, that we can clearly hear what your Spirit is saying to the church. God, we believe that you are speaking still um, to your people, and I thank you, God, that we don't look for you one way, because you speak in a still, small voice, and you can speak in an earthquake, and you can speak in a loud, thundering roar, and you can speak, God, through other people, and you can speak through your nature, and Father, we just thank you that we have an expectation that you will speak for your servants are listening. So, God, we thank you that um, we come against any interference. We come against anything that might be coming against us because it has no right and no authority. And even if we've given it legal right, Father, we cancel it now. We repent, Father, and we turn back to you and we ask you, God, to continue to complete the work that you've begun in us, continue to have your way in our lives. And we yield, God, and this morning we have a fresh yes for you, a fresh yes for your way, a fresh yes for your will to be accomplished in and through us, even in the midst of being quarantined, even in the midst of being 
separated. God, you still have a plan for our lives to prosper us, to give us a future, a hope, and an expected end. So, God, we thank you for your plan that no devil in hell can thwart, that nothing can interfere with, Father, not even ourselves, because you said many are the plans in a man's heart, but your way is going to prevail. For that, God, we thank you and we bless you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I had a couple of titles for this thing, and neither one of them really fits completely, but it was like stuck between a rock and a hard place, and I'll, um, you'll see why I thought about that. And then here's another part, stuck but not stagnant, right, because we're in a different place that we have never been for our generation, um, and when we come out of this, because this too shall pass, we'll have to do something different, and we'll have a new normal, and there will be some adjustments that need to be made, rightfully so. They should be. So here's a scripture, and this is my thought process, so follow me, please, because this was a little different for me, this first part here. So the scripture I first initially thought about and how God was just speaking to me, I believe, he was saying, I must do the work of him that sent me while it is day, for night is coming and no man can work. This seems like a night season for many of us listening to me on this call, this is like a nice season where you've been kind of shut down and you can't continue to do what you've been doing. So we can look at this as a night season and we can't do the work that we had been doing. But I want to ask you, have you prepared for this night season? You'll know if you prepared in the fact that how you find yourself navigating through your now. Let me say that again. We'll know how we prepared for this night season that we are currently experiencing with our quarantine being shut down, being away from work, some of us not getting paid, some of us having to stay away from social media to the extent of God is shutting some things down in our lives because he's getting our attention and he's telling us that we need to do something different than what we've been doing. And it's almost like he pushed a reset button for us. And we'll know how we're able to navigate even right through what we're going if we have been doing the work that prepared us for this night season. Have we made proper preparation? Because night is coming. This is not the final night, but listen, this is this is really, really dark and dim. And it appears to be so. And I was thinking about that, and my head was just going and going in all different places. So remember when Jesus died on the cross, since we are in the midst of, you know, Holy Week, and we're celebrating Resurrection Sunday on tomorrow. Remember when he died on the cross, and the sun refused to shine from the sixth to the ninth hour, and darkness covered the earth, and then the earth shook, and the veil of the temple was rent, which means it gave us access to God, which really meant that it gave us access to him, because that was where his presence was stored, if you will. Um, but now we have direct access to go unto his throne. But he is now dwelling and living on the inside of us. So that's access like not having to go through any man to get to him. We got direct access. right? So darkness covered the face of the earth and the earth shook and the rock was split. Think about that. There was some violence going on even in the earth and the earth responded to Jesus being on that cross and dying for our sins and with it being dark and having no light and with the earth shaking and with the rocks being split. Think about the caves and the cliffs and the mountains, how they responded because you know he spoke to the winds and waves and they couldn't help but to obey him. Right. And then you think about in Colossians, how the earth has been um, put together really by him and the word, which is Jesus. 
and how nothing consists without him. And in him, everything still consists. So even while he was on the cross and dying, everything was thrown off because he is the one that spoke things into existence and was like, let there be. And it was. And because he spoke, it still is now. But then at the moment of him dying on the cross, the earth responded. Isn't that something? Even in Hebrews, which is my text where I'm going to go to, Hebrews 3, it says the worlds were formed by the word of God. And we absolutely know that because Jesus is the word, we know the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They were all there. Remember how darkness covered the face of the earth, and it was over in Genesis, and it was over um, the whole earth, and there was nothing before it was spoken because the earth was void and without form. I know I'm talking fast, but I got to get it out. <laughs> got to get it out. So looking at Jesus, when he died on the uh, um, on the cross, excuse me, remember, okay, the foundation being shook. That's, that's, that's the point, right? So the earth responding, even today, because we are created in his image and his likeness, and when they were creating, they said, Elohim, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, let us make man. Right in our image and in our likeness, and so th- this is the part. If you can get it, I pray you can get it. All of this really is this because this, I never really thought about it before. Jesus dying on the cross, the earth responding, we being created in His own image and His likeness, and we having the ability to speak things into existence and have creative power in our tongues. The earth, even today, is now still groaning and waiting with earnest expectation, that's our word for the month, with earnest expectation for the sons of God, daughters too, we're not excluded women, to stand up and take our rightful place in this earth. Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. The first part, if my people who are called by my name, we have been called by his name, we are his people, it's time for us to stand up and take our rightful place over in love, life, and victory. I'll give you the scripture references for all of that because there are some, right? This is not just what I'm speaking. This is just the word, how he gave it to me to put it together, to give it to you. But the earth is groaning and waiting for us to stand up and take our rightful place in this earth. And it will respond to us being in proper position. So we have the ability, remember he said, to speak to mountains and command them to be removed and cast into the sea. We have the ability to speak those things that be not as though they were. And then the expectation is on us to expect to receive those things that we are speaking and believing. And it's not by our own might or our power, but it's by the power that's working on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit. And these things Some of them will not take place until we open up our mouths and get in position. So here's the good news. (laughs) Saturday before Sunday is called Holy Saturday, right? This is the Saturday before the resurrection. So when darkness or night comes and darkness covers the earth, Jesus after that said it is finished. His work was done. He completed his work. Day was coming again. Sunday morning was coming. But prior to that, he had completed everything that he needed to do. And he said it himself, it is 
finished. So Good Friday, he died. And look at Saturday, Holy Saturday. It's by no coincidence. I'm telling you, I was like, really, God? By no coincidence that Saturday is the Sabbath, which is a day of rest. So after everything he went through on Good Friday, and Pastor Manhood did an awesome job talking about Good Friday really ain't so good, but it's good for us because he had to die so that we can get up on Sunday. But Good Friday, everything he went through, how he was beat and how he was scourged and how he was rejected and despised up to that point and how he was all night long whipped to the extent of where he was almost unrecognizable and he never said a mumbling word. He could have called down angels to rescue him at any point, but he decided made a decision because of the love that he had for you and me to stay on the cross, to go to the cross, to even get there. He did ask if there's another way possible, God, let it be so. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done because it is the will of the Father to reconcile us back to him. It's the will of the Father to get us back in right position and right standing with him, to give us that access that only he could give us. And we couldn't come in by any other way except we go through the Lord Jesus Christ. So he had to lay down his life as a spotless lamb, as one who knew no sin, who became sin for us that we might be called and now claim the righteousness of God only through Christ Jesus. So he, listen, after he did all that on Friday, on Saturday, and this is just my mind, true or not, he took a rest on the Sabbath. He was in the tomb. We know he went down to hell and took care of some business and took the keys to death and hell and the grave, and he set the captive free and did some other things. But looking at us, what do we have because it's night season for us? Think about that. So just because he was down, I love God and how he sets up things. We've been talking about how um, things grow in the dark and in the night season, and it doesn't have to be dry and desolate, that things can be reproduced and that things are incubating, that sometimes just because we don't see things happening and things germinating under the ground does not mean that something is not happening. So we thank God for the process of the film being developed in the dark room. We thank God for us coming out of in the light and then being able to learn what we've had while it was night season. So I would admonish all of us to take advantage of this night season, learn what we can learn so that we can find out when night comes again and it's coming to a greater extent that we're ready, that we've done the work and we can say it's finished because we did everything that we were called to do. So listen, now, because we're going to come out of this and this too shall pass, just look at it like a boxer being in a boxing ring. And I think I've said this before, but I love the analogy and how sometimes they just need to take a rest. And so they will go down and get knocked down and they will stay on the canvas for, for an eight count. <laughs> and they say, take the count. So I'm telling some of you right now, get your rest, take the count. That don't mean work is not, not, not like you're not doing anything, but take the eight count, right? And know that the bell's going to ring. And before it does and calls you and disqualifies you and says you've lost because we do not lose, there is no failure in Christ, we're going to get up again, right? So take the eight count, take your rest, regroup, um, uh, reconstruct some things, reset some things, recover, because some of us need to recover. Get our minds right. The way that we've been thinking prior to this thing wasn't necessarily right. And you absolutely know. Nobody has to tell us. We know when we're off. We do. Take this time to reset and regroup and reposition yourselves so that we can, before the bell rings and um, counts us out, get on up again, refreshed and renewed and ready to do the work.
ready to do the work. Again, just because it's night season does not mean that we're not working, but this is an opportunity. We talked about it. People have been talking about it a lot, too, especially believers, that we've been doing so much instead of being. And I love this statement. I'll, I'll take it with me forever, and I can't even give credit to whom credit is due. But we are human beings, not human doings. We are to be the sons of God the daughters of God, to stand up and take our rightful place so that the rest of the earth and the world can respond to us being in proper position. So at your appointed time, when the before the bell strikes, before 10 uh, is counted, before we're counted out, uh, before Sunday, there's a prelude for that Saturday, right? On that Sunday morning, at that nine and a half before 10 count, then it's time to get up with the expectation that he that began a good work in us <laughs> shall perform it unto the day of Christ Jesus. How can we expect that? Because he said it. Because he said it. So just because things look dark and dim and just because we happen to take the count does not mean that we're not being restructured. Just like when we have to go to sleep every single day, and if you're not getting your rest now is really the time to get rest because what happens when we lay down and go to sleep, our bodies regenerate and cells reproduce, and it's called a refractory period where we're refreshed, and it's almost as if um, you might as well say like you being plugged into an electrical socket. We know the Holy Spirit refreshing us and giving us a time for those things, those cells that's going to die because they die frequently, right? Our cells, they slough off, even our skin. That's stuff that needs to go on ahead and get up out of there so we can make way for the new and the fresh and the ready, that we allow that time for those things to happen so that we can function to maximum capability. So this is an awesome opportunity to reset. This is an awesome opportunity um, to get in position. This is an awesome opportunity for our instructions that someone talked about the other day, getting our clear instructions. And listen, you don't have to be a super saint. You don't have to be in your Bible every single uh, minute, waking minute of the day. That's great if you can. You don't have to be um, one of the ones that's, you know, always someplace when the door opens, thank God, because now we can't, right? We just have to be in tune. And work on our relationship with God. He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. You say, how do you do that? Well, you spend time with him. Talk to him. How do you develop any relationship? We got to talk and have communication. And it's not just a one-way, self-centered, sided, um, give me, give me, give me what I want, what I want, my problems, my issues. How about when was the last time that we asked God, God, what's on your heart? We know his souls, but what's on your heart? Who is on your heart? He's concerned about the things that concern us. We serve not a high priest that cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. At all points, he was tried and tested. Jesus was, yet without sin. So he understands what we're going through. He's concerned about what we're going through. He um, wept when Lazarus died. He already knew he was going to resurrect him, but he showed us his humanity and his compassion. So he understands your pain. He understands the pain of your sister that sometimes we don't even know. But if we ask God, what's on your heart? Who's on your heart? Who am I supposed to pray for? Who am I supposed to intercede? When we come out of this thing, Hello. who do you want me? Hello, please mute your line. Who do you want me to see? Who do you want me to visit? Who do you want me to sow into? 
Who do you want me to be a blessing to? Who do you want my presence to go and affect the atmosphere of even their lives? What do you want me to do? So all of that. I pray that made sense. But he gave me that yesterday, and I was like, okay, God. Okay. If the earth responds when Jesus was on the cross in nighttime, covered the earth and the world consists by the power of his word and he's given us that authority to speak some things into existence listen look at your life and see what you've been speaking and see if we have ensnared ourselves by the words of our mouth if we've literally drawn ourselves into a trap (sighs) okay got that out thank you jesus all right so the scripture he gave me to cover for you this morning it really boils down to Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, but I couldn't get to 1 and 2 without going to 11. And then there's a scripture, just a verse in 10. So you know that Hebrews 11 is called the Heroes of Faith, the Hall of Faith, right? For everybody that is listed, and there's so many more that were not listed in the Bible, in the book of Hebrews in chapter 11, um, there's so many acts of faith. And it's amazing because when I was looking at this and just reading and reviewing it last night, these acts of faith are really acts of expectation. These people were just doing their normal living. So by faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Sarah did this. By faith, um, Rahab did this. By faith, Moses did this. By faith, they hoped against hope. By faith, they had an expectation that if they did what God told them to do in obedience, if they walked and followed the steps that had already been laid out before them in obedience, that they would receive what they were expecting of God. So Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith. That's what we got to have right now. And it's amazing now. I'm looking at the commentary on this. This Hebrews 11, we talk about this being the definition of faith. Well, this commentator said that this is not the definition of faith, but this is actually a description of faith and what faith is does. And that makes so much sense. Go back and read it. Read the whole 11th chapter and you'll see that this is just people living their lives and what they're doing. They're just living by faith. This is confirmed in his word because Hebrews 10 and 38 says, now the just shall live by faith. Remember, you have been declared justified and righteous because of the blood of Jesus. So we are the just and we have to live by faith. And our faith is our trust, our earnest expectation that God will perform and complete the work that he started in us. Earnest expectation that God is a God that cannot lie. Earnest expectation that if he spoke it, he'll do it. If he said it, he'll bring it to pass. He has dispatched his angels out to perform his word. He honors his word above his name. It will not return unto him void. If he spoke it, he'll do it. If he said it, he will bring it to pass. And therefore, we can stand on that foundation that God is faithful who cannot lie. Glory to your name. We can stand on that promise. So hold on to the promises of God that belong to us in his word. And he has spoken to you some promises concerning your children, concerning your marriage, concerning your home, concerning your finances. And you have to hold fast and be unmovable while we're doing the work of the Lord. Continue to be faithful because he is faithful. He's faithful that promise. 
So right now, faith is the substance or the essence of the tangible thing that we really can't touch of things that are hoped for. That hope for gives us an earnest expectation. So we put our hope in God, right? Some trust in, trust in horses and others trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. That scripture is not just a cute saying, it's absolutely necessary. And desperate times calls for desperate measures. And when stuff is going on and it's crazy, that's the time when we actually have to depend and trust in the Lord. God's been giving me this in my mind. All the times that we go to church on Sunday and things are well and the waters aren't raging and the sea is calm and we don't have to speak to that stuff. We just have normal stuff going in life, going on in life. Every single Bible study we've attended every single morning except but Sunday we get on declared victory and people pour out their hearts and the Holy Spirit speaks and we hear the word of God in our prayer closets and during our time of study and even if we're not doing that on our own God is still yet speaking to us all that stuff has come to prepare us for such a time as this again a night season and you can look at your life and see have I been really prepared and utilizing what the tools that I've been given What's my mindset? Am I behaving like the world who has no hope, who's supposed to behave that way because they don't have any hope? Or am I trusting in a God who can move and calm the seas and speak to the waves and command them to, to, to cease? Can I help somebody around me and just say, peace, be still, um, and believe it? Not just for me, but for those around me who need it. Can I stand up and say what thus saith the Lord now, even when my footing is not too sure and um, things are a little bit shaky and, um, again, it's darkness and people are looking for the light. Do you not know that you are the light and the salt of the world? And now is the time when light needs to shine in the midst of darkness. Why? Not for our own namesake or our brand or our stuff, but because we've been called to be ministers of reconciliation. We've been called to go into the darkness, to to snatch, literally snatch people out by presenting the gospel. We've been called to be ministers, to go in and help, actually messengers, spread the gospel so that everybody gets an opportunity Everybody won't receive, but they still get an opportunity because we serve a just and fair God. And he wants to use us to do it. And so because we've been so distracted, my goodness, because we've been so caught up competing against the world instead of recognizing and even fighting some of us against the world, not even recognizing that that our weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. We're not even fighting against the world. Some of us are fighting against ourselves. That's like that self-eating, flesh-eating bacteria that just turns on itself and starts eating up itself and you don't even recognize it. And you think it's the enemy, but it's something that we've done because we've allowed that enemy to come in with dissension and division and discord within the body and God is like not so no gate of hell shall prevail against my church we are the body of Christ we are the ecclesia of the church of God reset and while we're resetting while we're refocusing while we're regrouping and getting our bearings we have an expectation that this is not it this ain't it So what are we hoping for? What's our expectation? It's the evidence. That's that touchable, tangible thing, that proof 
of the things that are not seen. So we got to be able to see beyond what we can see, see the invisible, see the impossible, and say it is so, according to God's word. By it, the elders, they retained, obtained a good testimony. Excuse me. Are we getting a good testimony by our words that we're speaking now? I had to catch myself, and I often do, because I was right along with, oh, we got to get ready for the surge that's coming. Well, we're at the mid of the first part. They said they were probably second even of the surge that was supposed to happen, and, and it hasn't. And so what God showed me a little while ago is to pray against that stuff that's being put out there in the atmosphere by the enemy, because they are not omniscient, mean, all-knowing. I just learned a new word. It's omnisapient. 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 Yeah, about God being the only wise God and him understanding. So we have omniscient, all-knowing. We have omnipotent, all-powerful. We have omnipresent everywhere at the same time. Now it's omnisapient, I believe it is. Yeah, the only wise God. He's the only one that knows. He's the only one that really understands. He speaks to us, yes, he gives us words of wisdom. He speaks to his prophets, absolutely, but he is the only one that sees the complete end from the beginning. And so while they're out there making all these predictions based on models and based on what's happened in the past because that's all they can deal with, isn't that something, isn't that how the enemy does because he does not know our future? He just deals with our past and tries to bring it up and bring it up and bring it up again and try to hold us bound by it, but we are now free. We're forgetting those things that are behind us, and we are moving forward, pressing towards those things that are before us. And there is a press. Right now is the time to really press. So they're making all these predictions about the stuff that's happened, using patterns and everything, but their predictions are often wrong. And so when we hear it, we don't have to sit back and just take it. Listen, no, 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 no. We come against every single thing that you are saying. And just because you're predicting this, we say, God, there shall not be a surge. In the name of Jesus, God, say the hand of the enemy in Jesus' name. However he gives it to you to say, whatever he tells you to say, we speak it and we put it out in the atmosphere so that it can cancel out all the other negative stuff that's been out there. And that's the reason why we really need to be praying, because there's so many people panicking and saying all kinds of things. And because this virus cannot be figured out, because it is fluid and changes every single day, they don't have no hold on it. But what it's doing is getting a stronghold on people. And so we're hearing stuff every single day. I work in the hospital. Things are changing every day. And they think they got it figured out. And then it turn a corner. And they got to come back and say something different. Listen, we can speak against all that noise. Because that's no different than us being so busy that we can't hear God. Okay, back to the text. Hebrews 11. So knowing that we got a hope and expectation and things that God has already promised. So I just had to share that by my main text. Again, it's Hebrews 12. Look at, if you have your Bibles, I want to read this these few verses. Oh, Lord Jesus, time. Um, the heavenly hope, right? This right here when I was reading it, I was like, God, you are so faithful. And I have a few scriptures, so I'm going to go ahead and read it and then just get to the main text that I want to share. So Hebrews, for those of you that are following in the Bible, it is Hebrews 11, and it is um, verse 13. And it says, okay, remember I told you about the heroes of faith and how they had an earnest expectation of God um, and how everything they did, even while Moses was put in the, um, the little um, bassinet to, to float down the river, it says that, that his parents basically did this by faith. 
do you think they were actually thinking like um this is a faith move probably so but everything that we do in life is by faith when we step out and we believe god against what we see and we hope for an earnest expectation right hoping not as in wishing but hoping and believing because our hope is in him and so everything that we live because we are just right is by faith. You called in this morning expecting God to speak to you by faith, and you didn't even think about that. So it's natural for us that we live by faith. And so um, after he sums up this, this everything that these people had done by faith, just simply living their lives, um, verse 13, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promise, the promise of, you know, um, being resurrected again or into newness of life, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them. Are you assured of what God told you? They were assured of the promises. Are you assured of a new home? Are you assured of a new body? Are you assured that Jesus went to prepare a place for you? This this really blessed me here. Um, they were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Okay, let me stop right there. Strangers and pilgrims on the earth. I, I had a pastor that um, was awesome in the Word, and he, he taught that um, that we are too attached to this world and the things in it. And and if we look at the life of Jesus, I mean, even with him growing up, we don't know nothing about his life, really, just very, very little, up until the time that he showed up on the scene, really, at 30. And we do know that while um, they went over to pay their taxes and they were caravan caravanning with all of the um, the Jewish people, that um, the Israelites, that um, he, he snuck away and he was in the temple and his parents didn't even know he was gone and they, they had lost their kid, basically. Um, and he was in the temple and he said, I had to be about my father's business. He was in there teaching and talking with the people, and I think this is the time he's about 12 years old or so. But in there um, helping and, and showing them, because he knew why he was here even then, to be about his father's business. So he was even assured. He embraced, and the thing that this pastor told me um, or, or spoke that, that resonated in my spirit is that this earth is not our home. That we have to learn how to wear this, and this comes from a Greek text. I can't remember what it, um, what it is, but the the the, the reference of maybe it's even the scripture. The reference of of not being too attached to this world because we're in the world and not of the world. Um, that we wear it like a loosely fitting garment, <laughs> and when it's time to take that garment off, it don't have no problem just falling right on off. And we make the transition and get up on out of here because this is not our home. It talks about, I think Paul makes the analogy of like this being a tent, right? Not building a house necessarily because this is not our permanent home. Just build a temporary dwelling place. Some of us have 70. Some of us have 80. Some of us have fewer years, 90 or whatever. However long, be ready to pack it up. Actually, be ready to leave it behind. Be ready to leave it behind. So wearing this world like a loosely fitting garment, not being so attached to stuff. And even Jesus, again, he talked about not being so attached. And I know it's going to sound hard, but to people. We love people. We absolutely do. But it's not up to us to lose our minds if God should say and call somebody home and tell them it's their time to come in. 
we should rejoice, right? And the word talks about rejoicing when the saints go in and then when the babies are born, we should be mourning and weeping that they have to come in and experience this life, this world. And yes, there are some great and good things in this life, but there are some trials and troubles and tribulations and situations and circumstances that many of you have faced and that many of you are even facing right now that can be just really, really difficult and make you just want to make us want to throw in the towel and say, forget it, I quit. But because we have hope, because we have an earnest expectation, because this world is not our home and we have a promise of better, (laughs) that's what Hebrews talks about, too, the better covenant that Jesus came and he erected, did away with, fulfilled the law and gave us a new and better covenant and promises that exceed our expectation. And we can tap in and lean in and grab hold to them and experience them. So they wore this world really like loose-fitting garments that they were not, um, they recognized they were just pilgrims, sojourners passing through. But those who say such things, they declare plainly that they seek a homeland. And truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come, they would have the opportunity to return. But now they desire a better That is a heavenly country. We desire better, more than this. And our lives could even be great here, but I'm going to tell you, life with him is going to be greater. So therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. He has prepared a city for us. So even all those heroes of faith, they had an earnest expectation waiting on a Messiah that didn't show up in their time. But they didn't give up and they didn't fall out and they didn't faint. And yes, they had problems. And yes, they went through stuff. I'm going to read a little bit of that. They went through things, but they still were steadfast in their hope and their expectation in God. So by faith, they overcame. And I got to read this part here. It is um, verse 30. So by faith, listen to this. This is what they were able to do by faith. And think about some of the heroes in the Old Testament and some of these stories. So by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. That was done by faith, y'all. By faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received spies with peace. She did that by faith. She was like, listen, I I heard about the God that y'all serve. and And when all this is over and said and done, can you save me and my household? (laughs) And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also David and of Samuel and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms. What kingdom are you subduing? What kingdom has erected itself up without any legal right or even a legal right that now we need to go and subdue the kingdom of this world? trying to overtake our children. Are we subduing kingdoms by faith? They worked righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of the lion. That's it. Shutting down that enemy's mouth. Again, combating the lies with the truth of the word and putting the truth in the atmosphere. Yes, he is the prince of the power of the air, but listen, our God is king of kings and Lord over everything. Stop the mouths of the lions. And that's not, that's funny. I just saw that. Lions, listen, L-I-O-N-S, but they be lying. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword, and out of weakness, 
They were made strong. This is not our strength, y'all. I know we think we're little and can't take them, but we got the courage of Joshua and Caleb. We can overcome and we shall overcome. And we just got to recognize we've been given that strength and that power, but it's not in our might and not in our own power, but it's by his spirit that's working on the inside of us. And his strength is made perfect in our time of weakness. He said they became valiant in battle and they turned flight, the armies of the aliens. And women received their dead raised to life again. We speak life over every dead and dying situation. We speak life into our children. We speak life even over our finances. We speak life to those that are sick with corona. We speak life to the healthcare workers and those that are first responders. We speak life to those that are sitting at home and have nothing to do and think that it's over. We speak life to those that are afraid and fearful of their lives because we speak life life. And I'm talking about saints. Now we go speak life to those who have no life. So I'm not going to read this other part, but when you get a chance, go ahead and finish reading in 11 um, because my time is well spent. We have um, over in 11, everything's not going to be rosy and great and wonderful. They suffered. They were tortured. They were martyred. They experienced some horrendous things, but yet they never gave up their hope. And all these things, verse 9, all these things have obtained a good testimony through faith. They did not receive the promise. They didn't make it into the promised land. They did not see, well, they did not see the promise of the Messiah specifically is what they're talking about. And listen why. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect apart from us. They had to wait for us to get here and for us to come in, (laughs) for us to be saved, for us to recognize Jesus Christ as Lord. And this takes me to my, my two scriptures that I wanted to read that I believe God gave me in the very beginning, but I had to bring us all the way up to this. And this is in 12 and just one and two. So this is a race of faith, a race with expectation. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, what witnesses? The ones we just spoke about, the ones we just talked about in the Old Testament. And listen, while I was reading this in commentary, it says not so much that they are around us, but we have the testimony of how they triumphed in faith. And how they overcame by their faith, and their faith was built on them just living their lives, being justified by God because he was their children. I mean, they were his children. And their hope and their expectation was in him. And even though they did not see the Messiah they had been waiting on, it didn't stop the fact that he was coming. And it didn't stop them from believing. So I'd much rather die in faith than die out of faith. Lord, because then I have a testimony that's registered in heaven that above all else, I believe God. Above all else, you believe God. It's nighttime. Are you believing God? So he tells us this, lay aside, put it to waste, every weight. Remember, Ravonda in them red suitcases? That stuff is heavy to be carrying when you already weigh down with stuff going on in this world. He says, lay it aside in every sin. Sin is simply missing the mark, not doing what we've been told to do. And even things that aren't spelled out, written really plainly in the Bible necessarily, we know 
because God says in his word, James 4, 17, when you know to do good and you don't do it to him, that's sin. So we already know we have the Holy Spirit that gives us um, conviction and not condemnation. But he convicts us into doing the right thing. And so when we ignore that conviction, our conscience becomes seared and it becomes harder and harder to hear and harder and harder to obey because the things we desire to do that are pleasing to the flesh. And then before you know it, they become strongholds. And then we really can't help it if we've been turned over to a reprobate. You know, when I say I can't help it, I, I really mean it. And we say, no, you can help it. But we have no idea of the work and the warning and what's been going on with them, with the Holy Spirit dealing with them. And if we've been ignoring you and me, been ignoring the admonition and the warning, it's gotten us into a place where we can't even hear. He said, lay it aside because it keeps ensnaring us and keeps tripping us up and it keeps making us, we go forward five steps and we got to come back and take, you know, we get knocked back 10 steps and so we lose ground and we got to keep making up the same ground. We keep gaining and then we keep losing it and gaining it. We ought to be tired. Ain't nobody got time for that. We don't have time for that. A night is coming. Another night. Get ready. And he says, let us run this race with endurance. Because this race has been set before us. And this race, this is the cross that Jesus had to go to. This is the cross that he had to face. This is the cross that he endured because of us. So listen to this. That is set before us, and I'm done. Looking for, looking unto Jesus, meaning setting our gaze and our affections towards him. Remember Philippians 3, I think it is, no, 4, excuse me, Philippians 4. We set our affections on him. Um, that's what Colossians talks about. But we, we, we look unto him and we think about those things that are lovely and pure and of a good report and anything that's just and anything that's praiseworthy. We think on those things. And the verse before it talks about the peace of God surpassing all understanding to guard our hearts and our minds by Christ Jesus. If we set our gaze and our affection on him, Isaiah 26 and 3 talks about um, um, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, right? Um, that that peace that that we can set our peace, set our affections on Him, and He will give us a peace that we can't even explain. Now, I'm not talking about when things are peaceful out there. I'm talking about in the midst of the storm, we'll have that peace because we set our affections on Him, because we set our gaze on Him, because we're looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who? Here's the part. This is the scripture. This is the one part right here, really, that he gave me and everything else was just connected to it. Who, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross? How is it that he was able to endure being beat, being talked about, being scourged, being rejected and despised of men, and being well acquainted with grief, and being the one who never sinned and knew no sin, but became sin for you and me, took on sin on himself when he didn't have to do it because he was the only perfect, spotless, without blame without sin savior jesus fully human and fully man having to go through things that he didn't deserve taking our penalty and our punishment but he said for the joy that was set before him this is what i learned yesterday little subtle things right i was thinking the joy that was set before him was the promised land that he was going back to be with the father 
That's his joy. Like, I can endure all this, and this is something for us. We can endure all this when we know that this is not our home. We can endure all this when we know even some of us living in poverty or living below, you know, our means, and that don't have to be necessarily. But um, this is the situation now, so we have a hope and expectation. We're coming up and out of that as well. I speak that over you, um, if that's you. Um, but, but still believing that this is not it, that we have a home that, that you know, um, the mega millionaires can't even touch with walls of jewels, walls made out of pearls or the gates are pearls and the walls of jasper and rubies and stones and stuff we can't even pronounce i can't <laughs> that are beautiful in their color and their majesty and the streets of gold i don't care how many billions you got streets of gold hmm. that's been prepared Jesus went and prepared that place for us. That's what he promised for us. And whether it's symbolic or not, we will be in his presence and we'll see his glory. And so all that other stuff is not going to matter. We're going to be changed and we're going to be like him. And we're going to behold him of the only begotten of the Father. So I was thinking that joy that he was having was going back to glory, but listening to or looking at this commentator and this really making sense as I just talked about all, all the other stuff. The joy that was set before him, listen to this, gonna knock your socks off, was us being redeemed back into himself. He was excited about you and I being restored. That blessed me. Being restored back to a right position and relationship with him. It wasn't about the stuff. It wasn't about being in glory and going back to the right hand of God, him being God himself manifested in the flesh. It wasn't about that. It was about us. That was the joy because he knew that he was the only one that could go to that cross and pay that price for you and me. And he had to do it. If he didn't do it, it wouldn't have been done because nobody else's blood was sufficient. No animal, no man. God required a perfect, sinless blood offering. And without the shedding of blood, there could be no forgiveness or remission of sin. And that blood had to be perfect. So that's the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross for you and me. So now it really makes sense when we say the nails didn't hold him up there. It was the love that he had that kept him up there on the cross. My God, he despised the shame and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And he talked about it. He already said it. And we can understand it. It is finished. Now, what you going to do with it? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, I bless you for your word. God, I pray that it helps somebody. I pray that it encourages somebody. And we give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Thank you for enduring the cross, Jesus. And because you endured that cross, God, we can endure this for the joy that's set before us, not the promise of the home that we have, but the promise of eternal life, God. Thank you. This is not our home. So, Jesus, because you got up, God, we have the promise that we'll get up again, too. We will get up out of this, but we're going to get up on that great Sunday morning because Sunday is coming. Sunday morning is coming. God, there'll be no more weeping. There'll be no more fighting. There'll be no more suffering. There'll be no more pain. 
thank you for the promise of Sunday morning, God. But while we are here, we will live by faith with the expectation that you are faithful, that promise. (laughs) And for that, God, I thank you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry that took so long. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I didn't even look at the time. But amen. Anyhow, is there anybody that joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Diane. Hey, Diane. It's a great word. I appreciate you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning. Awesome declaration this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, that was a choir. Prosperous Pam, good morning. Wonderful, hey, wonderful word. Hey, Prosperous Pam, good morning, Prosperous Pam. Hey, lady. Gloria, excellent job. God bless you. Hey, my Thank sister. you for the word. Hey, sis. Amen. Glory good morning. This is Sister Denise. Beautiful Praise God. Thank you. Glory to God. Whew. Anybody else? Good, Good morning. morning. Yeah. Brother Lisa. Uh, Brother Lisa. Elder. <laughs> you say Brother Elder. Lisa. Oh, okay. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Open my ears. I'm understanding. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Lisa. It's Rochelle. It took just as long as you took because you broke that thing down. Excellent. Oh, praise God. Thank you, Rochelle. Good morning. Good morning, Evangelist Lisa. Fire this morning, woman of God. Thank you so much. My soul is ignited in the name of the the Lord Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Our expectation is in him. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning. This is Barbara out of Lodi. I always enjoy your declarations. Every time I hear your your voice is just so comforting. And as you get into uh, Q&A, I just wanted to ask what people are doing in social distancing and bringing your light to work. Yeah. Uh, Because I am working, and I'm like, wow. We got these masks over our faces. People can't even see a smile. It wants to be six feet apart. And I'm a big hugger, used to just loving on people. And it just seems like that is, I feel like my Rona is tweaking my light. Yeah, right. <laughs> <And> okay. <laughs> the so truth is, you. amen, the truth is, sister, hey, neighbor, you, you're next door to me. The truth is that your light um, is only dimmed when we dim it, right? So you still can allow the light to shine that can permeate beyond the mask. It's the spirit that you give off, right? So even in your eyes, you can smile, right? So making sure that you don't allow this to cause you to be thrown off so that your light cannot shine. Because even in our, listen, by faith, they live their lives. And so if we continue to walk in faith, God will allow, if you will, even his Shekinah glory. Uh, Moses was simply in the presence of God when he went on the mountain. And when he came down, there was such a light on him that, that he had to veil his face, right? So, so it could still be done. Thank you, Jesus. That was like putting on a mask. But it didn't stop people from knowing he had been in the presence of God. Woo, that's good. Oh, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, it didn't stop people from knowing that. <laughs> 
Ooh, that, I'm going to have to remember that while I'm wearing my mask, sis, because I'm doing the same thing, still reporting to work. Glory, yeah. Ooh, all right. Amen. Good morning. Anybody else want to say good morning? Good morning, Lisa. This is Barbara. Hey, sis. I love your sound, walking word. I love you. <laughs> Glory to God. Ooh, thank you, Lady Barbara. Anybody else want to say good morning? I know for all of you that do declarations, I know it's just not me. We'd be so glad when the declaration is over. <laughs> Anybody else on the call do declarations, be glad when it's over. Be like, Ooh, I know that's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Go through this whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So does anybody have anything, any clarifications, any um, comments, anything you want to talk about, anything that um, you're not sure about, anything you just disagree with? That's all good. Um, we can talk about it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, family. Good morning, Prosperous. This is Prosperous. I'm sorry. Girl, I'll take it, Prosperous <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> oh, no. I think we'll all take yeah. that one. Thank you so much. Um, this is one of those declarations I really could have kept you, you. I mean, I wish you could have kept talking like for three hours. I'm not moaning. I'm going to ask for the recording of this. It just really blessed me, my heart. Um, so thank you so much for it was beautiful. Um, you know, one of the things that you had talked about um, earlier on was um, what God is giving me is uh, reminding me about my relationship with God and um, reminding me of how, how I fell in love with God because I fell in love with him and that relationship with him before I really even got into like reading the Bible. I still don't read the Bible. I mean, I know the Bible, but I, don't, I mean, I don't know the whole Bible, but you know, I, I seek it more than I ever did when I fell in love with him. And so when you were talking about, um, not just talking to God, talking to him, because I find myself, do I'll do that, but listening to him. And when you said asking what's on your heart, Lord, that was just, that just touched my soul. It was just so beautiful and so timely for, for me. And I was listening to um, Dr. Phil, Pastor Phil. He had a live uh, last night saying, talking about the same thing. So just praise God. I just want to get closer to him and have that relationship and just listen and see really what is on his heart relationships are a two-way street so praise god that was a beautiful declaration love you big sis love you too Have a Amen. Day, family. i'm gonna go on facebook and look for that i love his teaching so i'll go look for that i, I know it was good thanks for sharing that pam um anybody else have anything hey lisa this is bubbly Hey, what a word, what a word, what a word, man. I, I was keeping up with you. I had my um, iPad, so I was like back and forth, back and forth. I was like, yeah, I can get this, and I get this highlight <laughs> like this right quick. Just to say, you know, go to the next one. No, I'm going fast. I'm sorry. Oh, no, but that, no, 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 honey. What you did was what God allowed you to do and called Amen. you to do, and you did it well. I just wanted to say this one thing, because I, I can be talking all day, but I'm not going to do that when you were saying, you know, we all mask, 
up and everything. And I was at the store the other day, and she said, you know, the one thing I don't I miss is because you know you can't see people's eyes. And I stopped and told her, I mean, like eyes, you can't see their smile. I said, but see, my eyes are always smiling. And she said, you know what? They are. And thank you for that because you know, I love to smile. That's one. You know, I always think that's my claim to fame, so to speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can definitely, you know, you can do that with your eyes, mm-hmm. and you, they'll know it. That's why, to me, the first thing people, know, well, first thing I see from a person is their eyes. Yeah. Their eyes, because, you know, your eyes tell a whole bunch of stuff. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Yes, thank you, Bubbly. It's funny when you start talking. I did see a picture of you just smiling, a big old smile. (laughs) (laughs) And I can see your eyes just, you know, yeah, they do smile. I I have to confirm that. Yes, they do, right? You can smile in your your voice. Yeah, well, that so, too. Come on, right. <laughs> that so thank too. you for that. I that thank God too. for confirming some things for us that, listen, we just got to do some things differently. It's just time to regroup and reset and just come on, stand up and take our rightful place because this does not have power and authority over us. It doesn't. And walk in that blessed hope, Floki. Walk in that blessed hope. That was yes. the one thing, if I didn't get anything out of your declaration, was the hope. Yes. The hope that we walk, we should be walking in. Knowing we we have what destination, and you know we got to tell some folks when we get there, mm-hmm. they can get there too. Right, that's <laughs> so, the work we got to do. <laughs> yeah, that's the work we have mm-hmm. to do. We right. have to do. And it was oh yeah, I was gonna say, <clears throat> excuse me. I remembering uh, one of my former churches when I was um, <clears throat> excuse me y'all, um. Yeah, they was we had did a um, workshop or something, and it was something about. <coughs> see, the devil is alive. This is gonna get out. Let me <laughs> sit <don't> up. That. <laughs> <coughs> was that we may pray and ask God for things, but there there may be just because we pray it, we may we may not be here to see it come to pass. Mm-hmm. <coughs> right. Just like you were saying about the the women, men and women of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't able to see all the things that they, but they, but it still came to pass, and yeah. it just remind, and it reminded me of that, you know. Uh-huh. So that was just something else I wanted to share too. But this was awesome. I'm definitely gonna make sure I get this and save it or whatever it is I need to do because every time I get on that pace, when I become complacent, mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is a this is a constant reminder, and it was perfect for Holy Saturday. And then, you know, jumpstart you know, our engines for tomorrow. Oh, yes. Celebrate. <laughs> yes. Sunday. I tell you, man. It's so like I the appetizer for the, for the good meal. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Bubbly, when you were talking, you made me think about, you know, us sending up prayers and interceding and staying on the wall. And some of you are doing that for your children. And some have gone on to glory, but it didn't stop them from praying for their children. And at the appointed time, when they come to themselves, they will come in. I speak that. And we believe that in the name of Jesus. In the blessed name of Jesus. Well, I'm going back on mute. Love you guys. Be blessed. You too, Bubbly. Thank you. And thank you for praying this morning for us. Thank you for your heart. Bless the Lord. I didn't know what was going to be going on, but I was like, okay. He was like, okay, you got to get this part out. Because I was like trying not to holler and scream because I got my grandbabies in the next room. (laughs) It was like, uh, I'm trying to wake up none of them. (laughs) Glory to God. Amen.
anybody Good. else have anything? Hey, Good Lisa. morning. Okay, Brother E, if you would hold. Was that Dee Dee? No, that was Dee Dee's big sister. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Miss Gloria. Oh, okay. I was going to let Brother E go ahead. Anyway. You know Brother I'm, E going to yield the flow. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, I was thinking about when you were talking about, and the Holy Spirit gave you the thing about taking the eight count. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I, and thinking about what happens when a boxer is taking an eight count. And no, I've never been a boxer, but I do notice a lot of stuff. They're getting water. They're getting refreshed. Come they're on. getting coaching. They're mm-hmm. able to think and strategize about what the next move is and how yeah. the other person how the enemy has come at them and what, how they move. So I'm, I'm blessed by that. And yes, I'm going to take an eight count right here, right here, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Catch your breath. Look, regroup. Some stuff has been off kilter. Reset. I don't know why you kept me saying this reset word, but yeah, just reset some things. And you know, it's almost like if you think about it, God just reset everything. He's like, let me put a stop to some stuff right now, because some of this is foolishness. <laughs> hey, man, thank you, sis. Go ahead, Brother E. Good morning. Um, Good morning. Man, it's a wonderful uh, uh, declaration. I mean, you always uh, give 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 so much uh, in your declaration. And I, I'm not going to I'm gonna try not to take too long. It's really to down and you know us. We could probably talk right. for hours. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. I know how it is to try to try to pack so much stuff that God has spoken to you on, on yeah. the declaration and you're looking at the time, you're like, Well, I'm only here yet but <laughs> but it is a great uh, decoration. Um yeah. the way you 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 um you join the, the, the creation the recreation when God had created this world, you know what I'm saying, on this and, and, and that sixth day he finished with man, mm. a perfect man. <clears throat> and then he rested because everything was done. And then how you tie that to 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 the Passion Weekend when Christ said it's finished it's Friday. Because he had recreated oh. man by his blood. He made, he, he, made, he made an opportunity for man to be perfect again, perfect in righteousness. Yeah. And so how God always honored everything that he commanded. And so he commanded us to rest on the Sabbath. So he rested again on the Sabbath. You call it the Holy Sabbath. The fourth mm-hmm. commandment says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Yeah. Six days to rest. And how, he woke, and how he rose back again. Because once the resting is over, you know, we've got to get back to work again. And he rose on the first, and he rose on the first day and he began the work of building the church, the church mm-hmm. as we know it now, mm-hmm. by telling Mary to go back and tell the disciples, and by talking to two, two disciples on the road to Mayus, and, and by uh, uh, spending 40 days. But you know, the thing is, you, you talked about the nighttime, and, and, and I, I remembered how God took the Israelites. And he, and, he, and he let the Babylonians get them. And if you go to, I think it's Second Chronicles thirty six twenty one. the reason why he allowed them to be in uh, uh, captivity for 70 years, why he shut them down, Come why on. he quarantined them from the land, was because he did not allow the land to have the Sabbath. See, God commanded the land to have a Sabbath, too, rest. because the land needed to rest. Mm-hmm. 
agriculturally, you have to let the land rest. And so because, you know, Israel was caught up in economics and making money and doing all this and being a great nation mm-hmm. that it did, it, it, it did that. So God says, I'm going to have to time you out. got to quarantine you. Wow. Yeah. And I thought about where we at right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we're all about this dollar and everything and, 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 and how I'm hearing reports that because we're quarantined in San Francisco and L.A., how the air is clearing. Mm, wow. <laughs> and how, and how, the, how the earth seems to reset itself. But I just love how you went through there and how you, mm-hmm. how you really did two declarations. You talked about the expectation uh, of, of, of of new things. And I thought about, have you ever went house hunting? You got a little bit of money and everything, and you, you're, you're tired of, of of your old house. And, and, you, and you may even have, a, 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 what, do you, what do you call it? They build a new house, and they build these new developments. And you've got your land, you've got your house and everything, but you haven't moved in there yet. But because you know I'm I'm working on this house and I already got this new house in my mind that that you know I don't mind going through this work I don't mind doing this because my yeah, expectations right. is in this new house yeah and how we talk about this new normal how we're coming out and how we we can't be tied to 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 the land and how you know the 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 uh, the disciples I mean not disciples but how the Israelites how they wandered for years and years and years but they were wandering they were going to a new land mm-hmm. and how this old building you know you hear some of the saints talk about that in the old song that this old building is not it's not where i'm home this land what i'm i'm going to i can't be attached to it because i'm not i'm not i got a new land yeah and one of these days christ is going to come back and he's going not just going to give me a new land He's gonna give me a new home, a new a new physical home, a new body. That's right. Not even more more. He's supposed to give me a new name. <laughs> Say that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so this is what I'm working for. And so when I know there's something new, when I know I got a new house, okay, I'm working right now, but I know that I'm not too tied now to this old house, this old apartment that I got right now, because I know that I'm eventually I'm gonna go to a new house. And even and even as grand as heaven is going to be, the Bible says that's not even our permanent. But John says, I saw a new heaven yeah. and a new earth. And that the city of Jerusalem will come back down. And and on this new earth is gonna be a new city. It's a new way of life. And and it then the Bible says from Sabbath to Sabbath, from glory to glory, we're going to be learning something new every day because we're gonna have the rest of the time to learn new things and discover, learn something new about our God, learn something new about ourselves. I just want to know about that. I don't mind working. I, it's easy to lay all of this experience, all of my loved ones come back because I know in that great getting up morning, I'm going to see them again, but we're all going to be new. It's a great declaration. God bless you. Thank you, sir. You just did a declaration yourself. <laughs> Thank you for summing up everything and adding to, um, you said so many great things. You know, I love, 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 love watching House Hunters, and I love seeing going. I'll just drive and see a new subdivision, and I will park my car and go walk through the model homes. I just, something about it. I really, really enjoy that. Um, and so I love seeing just new things and things in their place and things just being, you know, just kind of fresh and clean. 
about it. So I love that. So that was a great analogy for me that now we're going to put scripture to it. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Those old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We got to learn how to live in the newness of life. Instead of living in the past, because now we can forget those things that are behind us and press. And don't forget them like we didn't learn from them. That's the problem the Israelites did. That's why they never made it into his rest. That's why they never entered into the promised land. They were so busy grumbling and griping and complaining and looking back towards the cucumbers and salad they used to have instead of appreciating the manna and what was new and set before them and a promised land that they really couldn't even see, obviously, because Joshua and Caleb said it's a land flowing with milk and honey, and they didn't buy it. They was like, let us go back. You brought us out here to die. <laughs> right? So yes, we got to learn how to set our focus on him. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. We got to set our affections on him and set our gaze upon him and look unto him because he set the precedence for us. And he showed us how to endure hardship as a good soldier because of the glory that was set before him. Again, us being joined with him, not the riches and the stuff that he was going back to. He left all that behind for you and for me. Ooh, yeah, thank you, Brother E. Press reset. Come on, now's the time. Regroup, recover, take the count, Gloria. Yeah, take the count. Catch your breath got work to do. Hey Amen. Anybody else have anything? Yes, Lisa. Yes, Rochelle. Okay, hold on, brother. Um, um, no, brother, let, him um, Jeff. let him finish. Go ahead, brother Jeff, then. <laughs> um, you know, great decoration. You you talked about uh, the, the those streets of gold, mm. you know, and I for some reason, we we don't get taught or ministered to on that part of God's word uh, as much as other parts of the scriptures, because you know, as saints, as believers, we can get that down in our soul, knowing that. God has prepared that place for us where that there there'll be no more sickness, there there'll be no more pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And you know the, where we'll the, the new heaven where we'll be living it it be so awesome. somebody so we can hear. Thank you. Go ahead, Sorry. You know that 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 future that we have to look to. You know what I'm saying? Those, that place, like Brother Eric mentioned, you know, the New Jerusalem coming down. And, you know, that would, should really captivate us to where is that we we could have the faith of the heroes that didn't even have that, uh, those scriptures, you know, because, you know, like, you you mentioned they all died in faith, not having received the promises. But you know they they they're in the hall of, hall of fame. They're mm-hmm. in the faith, mm-hmm. and they didn't even know or hear about the streaks of gold. 
and, and, and the leaves that we'll be able to pluck off a tree that would, you know, Ooh, keep us from tree of life. experiencing yeah. any sickness or any pain. And I just really would love to have that ministered and, and preached on more mm-hmm. so that um, we would be, be, you know, grow in faith and expectation that, look, where we're going, we're, like you say, this, this, the earth is not our home. We, we're just, you know, we, we have somewhere where we're going where it's going to be so beautiful and so awesome that we'll be able to endure this world that we don't belong to right now. Right. Um, the, the the streets of gold, I just got to really get that in my soul. Glory. <laughs> yes, you know, um, thank you, Brother Jeff. I think the thing is that, well, for me, um, a lot of people were like, well, I don't, I don't, what about now? What about here and now? I want to hear about when I get over there to glory. Listen, we might want to think about when we get over there to glory to set our gaze on eternity instead of this little stuff that's temporary, that's corruptible, that's going to fade away. And I'm not saying we can't have nice stuff because I desire, you know, and want nice things. That's all great. But then it becomes a problem when we have to keep working so much. And like Eric was talking about, you know, to get, get, get and get in the rat race. And then we don't have time for God. And we're too tired and we don't have time, have time to, to get in his presence. We don't even have time to take care of our temples because we're so busy running, running, running. And we're not, you know, being good stewards over even our bodies, right, or even what he's given to us, even our minds, because we've allowed the world to infiltrate um, our hearts to the extent of where it controls our behavior because it got in our thinking. And now we're operating in fear and not in faith, and we're not living by faith because we are supposed to be in the just. And so we're doing things contrary to the word without even realizing it. And it's all a subtle trick of the enemy to make us think that, you know, we got to hold on to what we got and we got to get more. And if we don't have, we're not. And all those are lies, and we bought into it. Um, And so people don't really preach about what we shall have because they was like, well, what about now? You know, Jesus came that we could have life and have it more abundantly. Yeah, but he wasn't talking about stuff. He don't mind us having the stuff, but the problem is now the stuff has us. He wants us to have joy and peace and love in abundance so that we can be that light that shines so bright that we don't have to open up our mouths. We just attract people to us, and then we can recognize and let them know it's not you. It's not me that you're attracted to. It's the God that's in me. And let me introduce him to you. Thank you, Brother Jeff. Go ahead, Rochelle. You knew that was me, or did I say that? You did. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't even um, lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was thinking when you kept saying um, reset and re- uh, reset. I know when we first started um, in the shelter in place, I could just hear the spirit saying reset and recharge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I get it. Reset, recharge. I understand that's to go back and, you know, to do again. But then I kept, and then I heard you, it confirmed to be redeemed. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's dope. I said, okay, so he wants us to reset and recharge so that we can have pause time to sit down so we can be redeemed. It's it's not just a sitting period to do nothing. Um, and then I started looking up stuff and I said, okay, so the prefix re means um, to go back again and 
not but not to go back and do the same stuff right. as before. It's the time to uh, when we hit the reset button. It's to cancel out all that other stuff that we right. have started and go back and do something new. Mm-hmm. And I love the way when you talked about Hebrews when it says um, to when it tells us when we know to do right and we don't do it. That's sin. Yeah, James. Uh-huh. If, if the, oh, it was James. Uh huh. Seven fourteen. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, I know a lot of times we don't really examine when the things are done. When stuff is said, it's just said. We hear it, but we don't listen. If the laws of the land, if if the laws of the land are a command to shelter in place, to Mm -hmm. stay at home, to mandate, that's a command. So if we don't abide by his rules, first off, God's rules, then we still have to abide obeys the laws of the land. It says not to run a stop sign. That's a law. That's a command. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. it says not to do something to shelter in place, God is setting us aside to, um, you know, to be redeemed. I, that was just so dope how that came together. And then when you when y'all talked about, she talked about the mask. When I was in the store yesterday, I had the mask on and the lady looked at me and mm-hmm. I smiled at her. I said, oh, she doesn't even know I smiled at her. <laughs> but then God had me focus on her eyes. So I was like, okay, Lord. <laughs> okay, so she do. She can see and she can feel. And then yeah. it just took me all the way back to when the men nod, you know, mm-hmm. to say hello. And it's a, you know, form of, you know, just, um, I forgot what my grandmother used to call it. But he will he will confirm and validate some stuff where you yeah. think you don't mean nothing at all. Right. So I thank God <laughs> for that. this stuff. I thank God for you because you break it down. You, you don't. You don't talk about something, then talk about it. You talk about it, explain it, make it clear, make it plain. So Amen. it's complete. So I, I appreciate your teaching. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for you. <laughs> thank God for you too, Rochelle. Amen. Yes, that's James 4 and 17. Excuse me, for um, him to know it to do thank good you. and do it not to him that is sin. It's amazing, and I love that. I'm like you. I love, I, I'm like you too in, so, in two ways, look, and I'm sure in other ways. But when I hear something, it starts my brain to click in, and I have to go look and see, and then it takes me somewhere else, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, and what about that? So I totally get that. Um, and then I love how God will confirm, confirm his word when, um, or even just stuff to let me know that he is communicating with me. And it don't even have to be his word. He'll just confirm something, like you said, um, about, you know, do do they even know that I'm smiling with my eyes or in my heart I'm smiling or, you know, that I really do care or whatever it is. He'll just come back and confirm that thought. And nobody knew but him that I had it. And it's, you know, because I may not even have the conversation with him, but, but I love that. And then I am so grateful that the Holy Spirit will make the connection. Right, so that I could know, because um, we have to have remind. I have to have reminders. I believe God, but we don't see God, right? But we have to learn to see Him um, in in what He is, because God is. He's love. He's He's everywhere, right? Um, he is in in the believer. Um, he His hand is is on you know things that we we don't even recognize he's moving and controlling or um involved in, and so yeah that 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 moves me when um the Holy Spirit will bring it to my attention to to look for God to see God actually to see God because I might not even be looking, and um I'll just see him, and I'll tell you there are times when I'm just minding my own business, and um out of nowhere it'll just be a presence that I feel and I'm just moved to tears 
and I know it's him because in the natural, I just don't do that, right? So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Does anybody else have um, anything that they would like to share or um, talk about? Sorry, somebody was calling me. I was like, they know I'm on the call. <laughs> Amen. Everybody get a chance to share and talk. Hey, so I just had to just say thank you. It was, hey, Mama. it was, hey, how you doing? It was so, it was definitely good. And it just had me really thinking too. And I just love how, you know, just how you put it in a way of, it, it, it was just clear to me. You know, I love how you do that for me. So thank you. And you know how you, especially when you say how Jesus, you made me, where it made me picture and made me really could, um, think about that. Like he endured, what he endured and what he, uh, not even about what he endured, but what kept him why? to endure it. You, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, to yeah, endure yeah. That he had me on his mind. Hmm. He had me on his mind, and that was just amazing just to even think of that in that way, yeah. you know, and he wanted us to do the same, you know, mm-hmm. when we are in doing to have him and, and what he did for us on, on our mind to yeah. continue to, um, you know, to promise that you're going to be eternity with me. And I'm pre- like, when, especially when you say, do you really believe that I'm preparing a place for you? You know, I'm like, oh, yes, God. <laughs> you know, God, you know. But, the, yeah, I loved it. It was just the whole thing just had me just really thinking and, and picturing and talking to him, and that's that's what it's all about. And I thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. There's a, um, he's really, really um, a great teacher. Um, his name is Ravi Zacharias. Um and in between him and R.C. Sproul, I believe it is. I think R.C. Sproul did it. But one of them has let my people think. And, and I love that because they, they just present the information and then, you know, it's up to us what we do with it. Um, and and sometimes, you know, um, something might be beneath us or it might be even a little above us or it might meet us right where we are. Whatever it is, it's an opportunity for growth, Right. So it could be something we can take and build upon. It could be something that we have to go and digest over and over and over again, you know. Um, or it could be something like, yes, that's the confirmation. That's what I needed. That that gives me the, the clarity or whatever it is. Or absolutely yes. Thank you for clarifying that, God, because that's exactly, you know, what you gave me in a different way, in different context. But nevertheless, this solidifies um, with my spirit. And so there's always room for us to um, grow and so being able to receive is sometimes, you know, like for me, I can be distracted and to just remember to take the time because he will use a child to speak into us and give us something that we need. Um, don't mess around and make him have a rock. <laughs> Demonstrate that it recognizes his glory to cry out to him um, and to praise him and to lift him up. And so there's always opportunity um, because he is omnisaping, I gotta look up that word again, um, but it's in my study, because he is the only wise God, and he knows everything omniscient, um, there's so much that we, that I don't know, um, and I just love the fact that he knows everything, so even in the midst of everything going on around us, we can't believe everything we hear, so do you re- believe the report of the Lord? 
um, or are we allowing what that enemy is infiltrating our airways with to come back and combat the truth of what we know God has already said in his word that this earth is here because of him and that everything is still being sustained by the power of his word. He spoke it into existence and it still is being consistent. It consists, Colossians talks about, based on the power of Jesus Christ, based on who he is. And so you guys call doom and gloom and do whatever you want to do, but we already know what God had to say about it. <laughs> and that's what we have to do. We have to be able to go back to his word, to remember, to be assured and rest assured by the power of the Holy Spirit, continue to walk by faith and live by faith. And what does that mean? Just simply living with our gaze fixed on him and doing what he told us to do because he's already ordered our steps. They've already been orchestrated. We just got to walk the path out. He already wrote this stuff down. It's already been established before we got here. It's written in the book of us. We know that. We've been hearing that. Do we believe it? And then we claim his promises and counteract those lies. No weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. He might come in one way, but he got to get up out of here seven different ways. And then we invoke the promises of God. God, you said no dwell, no plague shall come nigh my dwelling. And we get up and we got to do what we got to do. So we can be stuck, but we don't have to be stagnant. <laughs> That's why I had those different titles or whatever. But anyway, thank you, Mona. Love you. Love y'all. Anybody else have anything? Good morning. It's Nourishing Nikisha. Good morning. Hey, lady. Hey, sit back and not say nothing, right? No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. On this morning, I was in and out. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah. Well, well, I was resting in uh, the promises of God. That's what I was doing. Amen. Thank you, sis. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I heard part. Uh, I heard most of the prayer, but I didn't hear the corporate praise, and I heard some of what she was saying. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? But I just look at it like, you know, I do have an opportunity to go back and listen to the replay. So this is this is an awesome format that we had. Yeah. But the conversation is very rich. So I know that you allow God to use you. So that is not even uh, an issue for me. But I just wanted to touch bases with what Brother Jeff said because from what I've learned is that if you have something burning on the inside of you, then that means that God is pressing you to do that. Mm-hmm. You, he, the, What he was speaking on, it seems like God wants him to do the study and for him to teach it. Amen. He has, because he has a, a desire for it. Mm-hmm. And there are other people that may want to know about it, but he has the desire. So yeah, that's good. what I, I've um, I've been taught, especially being on this line, because I wrote something down that uh, Dr. Van Hook had said to me last year. Mm-hmm. I wrote some stuff down that Dion had said to me, and even some stuff that – Didi had said to me is because what I have been through in my thought process, God wants me to teach it. So just a thought, Brother Jeff. And <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, Brother Eric was saying about how um, 
the, the how San Francisco and LA the air is clearing up. That is just such an awesome thing. It's just time to reset. It's time to give the earth a time to breathe. I even because I was wondering what was looking different in mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. That's what it is. It's not so much pollution. I was like, why does it look different? Mom. It's because mm-hmm. there's not so many cars on the road that is allowing the air to breathe. If that even makes sense. It but it's allow <laughs> it's allowing. Um, to clear all that pollution that's gone. There's not so much, um, what do you call it, violence going on. I mean, there's still mm-hmm. going to be weird people in the land, but it's not as much. That's reset. Um, he pushed the reset button. Yeah, it, it, it's the reset <laughs> button. You know, just, just hearing the, you know, the little bit of the conversation, a little bit that I did here, mm-hmm. and just thinking about my own thought process and knowing just how in the past how I would have, reacted to how, yeah. what's going on right now it's definitely growth because yeah. i'm like uh hello um i just got my uh, little like little life going and and only worked on the job for 16 days and now they talking about because i quit jc that i can't get my unemployment i'm like excuse me but it's I've, what i've been hearing is like that was just a source got i mean the resource god is our source Absolutely. so it's like i have to really trust god in this and just yeah and then just resting because i don't sleep as it is so i just look at it like okay god want me uh to to relax Mm -hmm. and i watched the passion of the christ last night and it really told me up yes right it really told me up last night and it was just like i was like right there uh and i was like oh my god even though you already know how it's going to end and all this Mm other stuff but for whatever reason, during this time, I'm just really just thinking about everything and yeah. just I have to relax and, and just let God do what he's got to do. Yes. Amen. So thank you. Thank you, sis. Thank you for your mini declaration. Yeah, right. <laughs> Right. I love it. <laughs> Listen, and that was great information you gave to um to Brother Jeff. Oftentimes, um, he will give us something, a burning, a passion, a desire even that we don't even recognize that we have for more. And it really is, I wanna add this, it's really a desire for more of him. So whether it's for us to teach it or not, it's for us to get an understanding, right? And sometimes we wait for people to do it and we never get it and we just go on about our business like, okay, well, nobody's doing it. Well, he does want us to do it. And then once we do get an understanding, we can't help but to share it because now it has a residence in our heart, not the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So we just talk about what we love. We just talk about what's in us. We can't help but to allow it to come out because that's what the word says. So, yeah, that's um, that's great. And, um, Brother just since a lot of people do need to have that hope right now reminding people that this is not our home good lord this is not our home 70 years which is what people say the word has that we have three score and ten promised right and some people don't make it to that and we know you know the enemy interferes with some stuff but some stuff we do too but um this this thing right here 70 years is nothing compared to eternity and we cannot forget that a thousand days is is one day one day to god is as a thousand days to us you do the math 70 years how many days you get 360 times 70 that's just a few days to God. 
just a few days. And we say, how long? Jesus endured the cross for the glory that was set before him. And that glory is us being reconnected. Thank you for bringing that up again, Mona. Being reconnected with him. That was for us. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. It's Ravonda. Hey, Ravonda. You know, I love the I love the the uh how the reset button. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes. You know, um, I was listening. Um, you know, I, I, I'm an avid 1100 um, listener, uh-huh. and um, they got this commercial. It's been ongoing probably since all this stuff has been um, going on, and I really don't even want to say the c word. Mm-hmm. Um, right. <laughs> I'm so sick of that word. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so it's the C word. So, yeah. um, you know, the one thing that um, the guy is saying, you know, and I, I think I've been, I've said this a few times during the call, is that um, he um, he had a he had a time that he had to um, to minister and explain this mm-hmm. and how how God gave him nothing. God gave him, God gave him nothing on how to explain it. But what he did was the takeaway was the lesson that the the Lord had to remind him that even though you have a job, you it's, I'm the reason. You know, I've been, I've been taking care of you. You know, and um, he was talking about how he had to really repent because during this time the Lord has been showing him um, who he has who he has been to him in his life, right. you know, and that the difficult times um, came to um, to move him to faith mm-hmm. because um, if it's not, if it's not faith, it's, it's fake in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, because he has always thought that it was him who could sustain himself. Wow. Yeah. Know, he had been relying upon himself. And so, what this has done, and it has really moved our hearts back to God. Come on. It, it, really, it has moved our hearts back to God, Lisa, in such a way, um, you know, like, uh, uh, um, like the, uh, young, the, uh, the young lady was saying about the smile, you yes. know, underneath the mask, you know. And but I had a chance yesterday because um, I had to go out and get some fruit. And... Um, there was I was talking to this man, and uh, he was just talking about how the line is so long, you know, and everything. And I said, you know what? I said, if nothing else, these these markers on the on the uh, floor are teaching, uh, uh, are working our patience, you know. <laughs> and we we saints of God, we look at these these trying times. We have to take a different perspective to see how you know the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're, lear- we're learning about this measure of faith that we have, and and has it grown in us, Lisa? So much so that even how we treat people, the the young lady uh, in line was talking about how uh, people are more polite. Mm, you know, wow. in the beginning yeah. they were really crazy, but they're now more polite. And so we, right, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. right. And so mm-hmm. in in my perspective now, it's not looking at what people are doing wrong. But yeah. seeing the good in people, because you know what, if 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 we don't have um, if we don't have hope, we're people most miserable. Right. And so we're like I, the world. Yes, we're like the it's world. Yeah. It's, there's a big difference, and so it's been uh, it's been wonderful to to hear about people and their acts of kindness, 
or um, being able to wait because most of the time we want things instantly. This this world likes instant gratification. We want it like yesterday, you know. <laughs> and um, girl, wait, wait a minute, we ain't all, we all all of us. We ain't had a whole bunch of money. We know how to live off a little bit. Right, act like now is a big inconvenience. <laughs> Sit down somewhere and keep that money in your pocket. <laughs> but it, I'm serious. It, it, if nothing else, honey, we've been saving. It ain't been two weeks. It ain't been two weeks. You know, girl, we, we've been right. on punishment. For, we've been on our punishment, punishment from our mamas and daddies longer than this. Okay. Right. Yes. <laughs> and been without, but longer than yes. this. <laughs> without. Yeah. Enjoying that Enjoying the talk this morning. Yeah, you know, yeah, when we change our perspective. When we change our perspective, our hearts change. Yeah. You know, and our expectation uh, changes yeah. too. Come on, yeah, and that's amazing. It's incredible that now is the time in the midst of darkness that the light is to shine, and everything that we have been learning up to this point should have prepared us to be light and to yeah. shine. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. because we've been thrown off and we were out of position and disproportionately not relying on faith and our own resilience and our own mm-hmm. stamina and our own stuff, uh-huh. we find ourselves not in position, but that's okay. Reset, uh-huh. regroup, refresh, take the eight count. Listen, That's stand up do. and take your rightful place That's so that people do. around us can see God's glory mm-hmm. and want to be saved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we shine. We should be yes. shining right That's now. It. We should be shining. We should be. And we shall be. I ain't cried a day. I ain't cried a day, I ain't fretted a day. If anything, I've been determined not to gain one pound. Oh, Lord you know? Jesus, that's good. <laughs> Wait, I got the nerves to be mad because I got to go to work. Lord, I had to repent. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and thank God for my job. I was like, I got I can't work from home. Listen, I had a couple of conversations with my boss, and I had to reset and regroup my attitude because um, it wasn't what it was, but it was trying to be something the devil was trying to make it out of. So I just had to step back and be like, God, you got it. Okay, I will show up. I got to stay home for one week. That was all. That was good. I worked. But, you know, truth be told, I need to be at work because of the nature of what I do um, and because I need some discipline and structure because <laughs> I was doing homework and everything else. So, amen. Bless God. <sighs> Thank you, Ravonda, for sharing that. Thank you so much. Is there anybody before we go that would like to share? I thank you all for your attention. I pray that something was said to bless you, even in the conversation that we have. Um, don't forget that we overcome that devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And here's that part. And we love not our lives even unto death. This ain't our life. This ain't our eternal life. 100 years max, 105 for some. But that is nothing compared to eternity. <sighs> you know what I, I was thinking too about um, how um, you know we, we it was mentioned on the call how um, the pollution, the air is clear, yeah. and you know there's been it's been it's been um, it's been noted I've noticed in the news and things like that mm-hmm. about you know showing the the um, sky and the air, and mm-hmm. um, it's a spiritual thing too. I think it's I don't think that it's a coincidence about these masks either mm-hmm. because I right. find um all the stuff that some of us I mean I love putting on makeup usually you know I'll put yeah, my makeup right. on. now I don't have to put any makeup on you know yeah, what I'm saying? it look gross on those masks and, right <laughs> huh? yeah. 
Nobody knows what anybody, anyone looks like. And I believe it's a blessing because that's like God. God really does not. I mean, he loves us. He gave us our bodies, but yeah. he wants to know what's inside of us. So it's just, I just see the spiritual in that too, that, you know, we're more covered up. So it's not like you have to put on any airs or put on a suit or put this on to try to show something, you know, it's just, it's just, it's interesting. So. Yeah. So that's another important point, Pam, that there are so many different takeaways and um, ways to give God glory in the midst of the mess, right? So going back to Joseph, the enemy meant this for bad, but God has a way of turning those things around so that he can get some glory and some good out of the stuff. And we benefit of that because Romans 8 and 28, we know that all things are working together for the good of them that love God and that are called according to his purpose. We love God in our own capacity to do so. And we are called according to his purpose. And there is some good that is coming out of this. We just got, like Ravonda said, to take the time to, to shift our perspective and see it, right? But if we jump on the bandwagon and get in with the news, everything's bad. It's terrible. And so I want to admonish you, whenever you hear something negative, throw up the word of God to counteract that stuff that's being put in the atmosphere and pray against the surge anywhere, right? Because plenty of places haven't experienced what's going on in other parts of our country and especially other parts in the world. We can pray against that and combat that. The fervent, effectual prayers of the righteous avail as much. This is a time where we really need to be in God's face um, and interceding so that he can dispatch, right? Because a lot of things he's waiting for us to do. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people would do this, then he will do some things. And so some people say he don't interfere until we um, allow him to, because he gave us dominion over this earth. And so what are you speaking? What are you creating in the world around you? You have that power. You have the ability to speak things into existence. And listen, we're going to keep speaking it until we take our last breath over our children, over our lives, over our destiny, and we will keep speaking it, and we will be found in faith when the Son of Man returns. Waiting on the promise (laughs) of newness of life that Jeff talked about, or whoever it was about, I think it was Eric. This body is corruptible. It's going back to the dirt. But what he has promised for us, that will help us to have a pep in our step when we look at the expectation that's set before us. That will help us to endure. Don't forget, that's the takeaway. Jesus endured the cross for the glory that was set before him. We can endure some stuff because of what's been set before us. And the glory, again, being set before him was being joined back into right relationship with us wasn't about the stuff. So if nobody else has anything, um Lisa, will... can I give you a little song to sing at your desk when they get on your nerves? <laughs> yes, please, go the, ahead. <laughs> the key the kids choir used to say shake, shake, shake. <laughs> right. Shake the shake devil, devil off. Yes. <laughs> right. Listen. Right. I remember that song. That was so popular. I don't know what was going on, but that became real popular. I think a lot of people still like that devil was really busy. Um, What I have to realize, and I want to share this with those of you that are still working, it goes back again. 
I've been ministering. I've been helping people. I've been talking about God. Now's my turn to show them. I've been talking to them about God. They know I'm a born-again believer. Now's my time to not act like the world and act differently to show the demonstration and the power of God living on the inside of me. Think about that. Selah. If you've been witnessing on your job, now's the time to walk it out. I know we've been walking it out while things were great and things were good and people were coming to us and they wanted prayer and we was helping them and we were being positive and all that stuff. Now what are we doing? This is nighttime and no more work is being done. Now it's time to just live it out and look so they can see. Now they can see the manifestation of the fruit of the Spirit living on the inside of us. And for those of you, Ravonda and Rochelle, talking about and bubbly being out in the public, right? This is time now to exercise the fruit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, goodness, temperance, self-control, faith. One of those extra ones. Now's the time. to allow him to manifest his presence in and through us so that people can see him. And that's what it's really all about, them seeing him. And that scripture that wouldn't just come to me, um, Isaiah 26 and 3. Um, let me see when I pulled it up. And I know it is part of that peace of God. Um, and it says, oh, yeah, he will keep you in perfect peace. That's it, whose mind is stayed on him or on thee. That peace that's perfect, it, it, we can't explain it. We don't have to. So glad we got it. And we should have the kind of peace that other people want that don't know him. And then here's our opportunity to extend the invitation. Amen. I love you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for um, us just being able to spend this time together. Um, we pray God's blessings over our lives and that we would remember that we're salt in this um, world that don't taste too good right now, but it's okay because God is still working things out. And um, this is not it, that we're still light in the midst of darkness and that um, some things had to be reset because we refused to do it. Some things had to be shut down, right, because we keep polluting the air and doing all this other stuff and polluting our period, just us, our bodies, whatever, um, because we refused to stand up and take our rightful place and do the right thing, and we were so busy getting and gaining, right? Reset. I God allowed it to happen. I'm not saying he did it. I will not be so presumptuous to, to try to say what God is doing necessarily, but I know he could have stopped it, so he allowed it. I do know that. And I believe he is staying the hand of the enemy any in, right now, even so, over us. <laughs> so, Father God, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for um, joining us together. We thank you for our tribe called Declare Victory. We thank you, Father, for um, newness of life. And we thank you for a good Friday that didn't seem good, but we know it had to take place and there's plenty of good in it. So help us to see the glass half full and not half empty. Help us to have the perspective that is relying on the hope that lies within us so that we can share that hope with somebody else. And Father,
Father, we thank you for a holy Saturday where we can take a breather and um, get 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 some rest and hit the reset button and not be stuck and stagnant while we are stuck. God, we thank you that there's still work to be done, and we thank you that this night season is going to pass. And God, we thank you that you're still calling us and still having us to reach out to people and still being a blessing and still imparting and impacting and helping to encourage and build up and edify the body. Father, we thank you that even where we are, we're having to learn a new normal. And when we come out of this, things may not be the way that they were. And God, we even thank you for that. We thank you for a renewal and a refreshing. And we thank you for our expectation and our hope being in you. And God, we look forward to, we thank you, not just tomorrow, but for Sunday morning is coming. Father. Sunday morning is coming. Jesus, you are going to crack that sky once and for all permanently. And we pray that our work is finished when you come back so that you can hear, you can tell us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Now's the time for us to enter into the joy of your rest. God, we thank you and we wait earnestly with the expectation that you will complete every single thing that you began in us in Jesus' name. Now, God, I speak a blessing over your children, over your children, God, that we would recognize that we belong to you and that your responsibility is to take care of us. And you are a good, good father. We bless you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all. Amen. 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 Love you all. Praise God. Love y'all. Have a beautiful day. Have a good day. Amen. Love you all.